Welcome to the Finding Life Teaching Podcast, where we lead people to find life in Jesus through teaching the Bible. Previous two episodes are child's play compared to the intensity of this episode. We're taking a look at community, taking a look at how community, God wants to use community to 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 um, allow us to tap into the eternal, abundant Zoe life that he flows from his throne through our soul into every area of our life. A f- few episodes back, several episodes back, we talked about how sin uh, clogs the arteries, clogs the veins of uh, of of what uh, the eternal life flows through, and we're going to talk about sin here today uh, again, and how to deal with this. Have you ever dealt with the cycle of sin, the endless cycle of sin? I have, and perhaps as I explain it, uh, I'm 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 willing to bet that um, all of you, if honest, were would be able to say, yeah, yep, yeah, actually, I have dealt with that. So here's, here's here's what it looks like. We we sin, um, then the Holy Spirit convicts us, and then we ask forgiveness from God, um, and we feel the refreshment that that brings. We we spiritually we feel that we we experience that. It's real. We know God has forgiven us. Then <clears throat> hours, days, months go by, and then we do it again, and then. The Holy Spirit convicts us, and then we ask for forgiveness, and we make the promises and all of that, and we feel the refreshment again. And then hours, days, months go by, and we do it again. We feel the Holy Spirit conviction. We ask for forgiveness, and we make the promises, and we feel the refreshment, and, well, we keep going and going and going in the cycle. You know that God gave us a way to break this cycle? See, the problem isn't that we're not asking forgiveness from God. The problem isn't that God isn't forgiving us. All of this is true. All of this is happening in the spiritual plane. But practically and physically, we cannot break free of the cycle because we are not utilizing the community to break free of the cycle of sin. Here is what makes this intense. We got to be vulnerable with others over our sin. If we are one that would say this is between me and God, this is it. I'm just simply going to ask for forgiveness and, and I refuse. I will not utilize the community. We will not break free of this cycle. I have experienced it in my own life, but just like you, in my own life, it is nerve-wracking. It is fearful to be this vulnerable with people because we fear the torment, correct? Going back to the first episode of Community, we fear the torment. We feel opening up. And it's, it, 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 it's, it's correct. It's a correct fear because we cannot just simply open up this way to just anybody and everybody. I mean, come on, imagine this. Imagine the next time... We're at church, and whenever that might be, as I record this during the the stay at homes during the coronavirus, uh, you know, imagine the next time you're at church and an acquaintance, just a mere acquaintance, asks you how you're doing, and then you say, "Well, you know, last night I was on a drunken bender," and you go into into very explicit detail of what that looked like. 
awkward, right? You can't just you can't you can't just do that. This isn't just with anybody and everybody. Paul explains in Galatians 6 what it looks like to break free of this cycle or utilizing the community to break free of this cycle. The first two, the first two of, of seeing how love is, is, is the oil that, that reduces friction and how, you know, serving others, uh, using our freedom to serve others. I mean, pretty much everybody's like, you, you know, of, of course, yeah, absolutely. You know, th- that's easy stuff, right? That's easy stuff. If we do this one, we will experience a freedom unlike we've ever experienced. We, we will open up the, the, the veins of our soul unlike any, anything we've done previously. But at the same time, high risk, high reward, right? We got to get risky with our lives. Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken by any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, restore such a person with the gentle spirit, watching out for yourselves so that you also won't be tempted. Carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. For many of you, many of you, you've heard Galatians 6, 2. Carry one another's burdens. But there's Galatians 6, 1, right? There's Galatians 6, 1. We, we take this out of context. And we use it, and it's appropriate, it's right, it's correct. You know, carry one another's burdens. We use it in a generic sort of way. Life is difficult, so let's help one another. That is, that, that is right. Okay, all of that is right. However, what Paul is saying here is way more powerful than just some generic, some generic let's help one another. Carry one another's burdens. It, it, really, carry one another's burden of sin. Sin causes us to carry baggage heavy weights around and we feel it or maybe you've carried them around for so long you no longer feel it you're just worn down and you just figure that's just a part of life look a cycle of sin is exhausting it's exhausting and it produces just nothing good and it clogs our the arteries of our soul and it allow, does not allow the eternal life to flow like it's supposed to. And it causes our engines to run on less horsepower. How intense are you willing to be in order to get rid of it? Are you going to let other people in to help you carry the baggage of your sin? And are you willing to be the type of person that will help somebody else carry their baggage? Because what ends up happening is that as we carry each other's baggage, it has a tendency to disappear. Not necessarily never to return, but it disappears when we help each other carry the burden of sin. What's interesting here is that Paul says that this is, this will fulfill the law of Christ. Christ carried baggage of our sin to the cross right now again he and only he can forgive us of our sins doing this does not make god forgive us anymore this is to break free of this practical physical cycle in a way that when if we just keep it between us and god we can still remain in hiding about the cycle this is fulfilling the law of christ when we do this But how many churches, how many Christians actually get to this point in their relationship with the community of believers to allow 
the eternal life to flow freely in this sort of way? Very, very few. But if we did, imagine, imagine the type of power we would have. So, this can't be just anybody. And Paul gives us practical advice to the type of person we need to be and the type of person we need to look for. First of all, restore such a person with a gentle spirit. It needs to be somebody with a gentle spirit. Now, this does not mean this is somebody that will never call you out, okay? Gentle spirit. Let's tie it back to the punishment. Let's tie it back to the torment. This is somebody that will not torment you over your deepest, darkest secret and that you are not tormenting others over their deepest, darkest secret, right? This is a two-way street here. We have to be what we want, what, what we're looking for in somebody else, right? And so it's got to be gentle. Again, this doesn't, doesn't mean that, we're, that, that, that nobody ever is calling each other out or anything like that. This simply means we're not tormenting each other over each other's sin, okay? Got to be gentle. Got to look for gentle people. Also, watching out for yourselves that you also won't be tempted. Find people that are tempted in different ways than you, okay? It does us no good to um, talk about the baggage that we have all the while that other person is sitting there with the same exact baggage and instead of helping each other carry each other's burdens, we end up adding to the burden because we end up sitting together instead of individually. That does us no good. So <clears throat> what I would recommend, I, I call this a super small group. And, and super is kind of a double entendre there because super small group is, is, is the idea of, of super small, idea of, of smaller than your small group or smaller than your Sunday school class because, because you can't do this with 10, 12, 15, 50 people, however big you, you, your small group really is. You can't do that with that many people. But if it's just you and somebody else, um, the danger is, is that you end up heaping more baggage on yourself because um, you don't have enough perspectives and life experiences and wisdom to be able to stay out of the temptation that you're kind of uh, exposing each other to. This is, this is our deepest, darkest secrets. I mean, shoot, have you ever been in prayer asking for forgiveness and the fact that you're thinking about what you did causes you in that moment to desire what you what you did i mean come on we're crazy people right <laughs> we're fickle we 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 like our temptation we we like going there so let's if we're going to do this let's make sure we're not ending up falling into the temptation and sinning together right so what i would recommend is three to five people that way you're keeping it small but you're also uh, keeping it large enough that you're not going to fall into temptation bigger. And the double entendre with the super small group is 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 the the, the second the, the second meaning is da, 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 super small group that in this small group you're going to find victory in ways that you would never find in the larger small group, if you will. So watch out that you're not tempted tempted yourself you're you you're you've got enough people and oh oh also um a husband and wife should be this for each other but at the same time um husbands need to find their own people and wives need to find their own people to be this with as well and their own people need to be their own people their own gender 
because we're going to be talking about intimate, deepest, darkest secrets. And to share this with somebody else across genders, that, again, falling into temptation sort of deal. Bad idea. Three to five people, same gender, is a um, general rule of thumb. Also, if anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. You need to be, and you need to look for somebody that knows they sin themselves, okay? If somebody in the group is always helping somebody else carry their burdens, um, but never carrying, you know, never asking for help carrying their own, um, they find themselves to be a super Christian, and they find themselves to not sin, or at least not need help uh, carrying the burden of their sin. We all need this help. So look for people who, they're not all that in a bag of chips, they know they sin, uh, they know they need help, and you need to be that sort of person. Because going back to the gentle, the, those who are spiritual, you know, you know, um, be gentle and help each other. Look, the reality is, is that where we are strong, somebody else is weak, and where they are, where they are strong, we are weak. We are weak, and they are strong. So we're going to help each other out in the areas that we're that that we're strong in, but they're weak in, and and, and then we help them out where they're weak. And so this is a two-way street. This is, this is not just somebody always being the spiritual one here. And so you need to find somebody that knows, A, they sin, and B, they need this kind of help. And lastly, last bit of practical advice, let each person examine his own work, and then he can take pride in, in himself alone and not compare himself with someone else. For each person will have to carry his own load. And you're like, wait a minute. Paul just told us to help each other carry each other's burdens. And then now we're going to have to carry each other's load. This, What this means, what Paul is getting at is at the end of the day, when we stand in front of God, we are carrying our own load. We can't blame anybody else for the load, for the baggage that we're, that we're carrying. This is why we're getting into this type of relationship to begin with. Because we know that when we stand before God, it is... It is, it is I myself and me alone carrying the baggage that I've the, the, that I'm carrying, and so I need help. I need help so that this baggage will go away. And so what this means is is that we're finding people, and we ourselves are people who are not going to compare ourselves against each other. Okay, this is what this looks like. Like, yeah, I've got my own sin, but boy, look at what Joe's got. Like, whoo, buddy, you know. It's not helpful to anybody. It's not going to get in. It's not carrying each other's burdens. That's that's piling on. And so, at the end of the day, yes, we do stand in front of God on our own. Um, and so we're not playing the comparison game because we've all got our own issues that we're dealing with. So, yeah, this is intimate. Yeah. Um, this is going to take a vulnerability that most of us are not used to. But we've got to do it. There's a bigger vision at play here. Paul continues, verse 6, Let the one who is taught the word share all his good things with the teacher. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever person sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows in the flesh, one who sows to his flesh, the one who sows into the created order, will reap destruction from the flesh because the created order was never intended to be God. It is like sending the wrong gasoline through your engine. 
just never, not, not intended to run that way. And it won't run that way. But the one who sows in the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. If we sow in the Spirit, we will reap eternal life in our soul that will go out through the rest of our biological life. Let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Look, asking for forgiveness from God is sowing in the Spirit. And it will reap the benefits of the refreshment of the forgiveness of God. Absolutely. Doing this will not make God forgive you anymore. Doing this, being this type of super small group with one another, will help you break free of the cycle of sin because you've got other people carrying the baggage with you. That's why we do this. And the reason why, the vision that we have in our life is that we are tired of, of, of trying to pour the wrong gasoline into our soul and we want that flushed out of our system and so that the right gasoline will come into our soul that is high octane that will make our engine run and be powerful and have the speed and the performance that it is intended to have because the spirit is running through the veins of our soul that is why we do it that is the vision that is why we are willing to be more vulnerable than we've ever been willing to be vulnerable before i am a very independent person I have a hard time with this, but I know as I look back through, through my, my teenage years, my young adult years, my adult years, that if I was willing to be vulnerable, if I was willing to push past my fear of what other people would say and how other people would treat me and what other people would think and find a group of people, this isn't just anybody, find a group of people that will love me perfectly. I would have break, broken free of sin quicker. So the question is, what do you want? What do you want? You want it to be you and God? He'll forgive you. This is not what we're talking about. He'll forgive you. But have you really broken free of the cycle of sin just between you and him? God gives us the tool of community to break free. This is intense. It's deeper. So find, find a super small group that you can be this vulnerable with. So today's prayer is this. God, who can I share my baggage with? Thank you for listening to the Finding Life Teaching Podcast. You can find more content online. Our website is findinglife.me. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at findinglife19. If you like what you hear, a little bit of help goes a long way. Like, share, and comment through social, rate and review through iTunes, and finally, subscribe through your podcast player of choice. Wendy's breakfast faves are two for four bucks. Choose between the honey butter chicken biscuit, classic bacon, egg, and cheese, or classic sausage, egg, and cheese. You have to tell a friend, and they'll tell a friend, and they'll tell a friend, and they'll Limited time only. Price of participation may vary. Christmas couldn't get here early enough at Oakland Nursery. Celebrate with a live Christmas tree. Alberta spruce start at $9.99 and up. Number three size blue spruce begin at $19.99 and up. Enjoy your tree all through the season, then plan it for a lifetime of enjoyment. Accent your home's holiday beauty with white pine roping just $2.99 a yard or $16.99 for a 25-foot coil. Bright, colorful poinsettias begin at $3.99. Live wreaths start at $12.99 and fresh greens only $1.99 a bundle. Live trees and greens at Central Ohio's Premier Nursery, Oakland Nursery.